Hello and welcome to the Velodrome Podcast. I'm Steve, some of you know me as the Velo21 guy, but today I'm your host on this Velodrome Podcast. So we've got another exciting episode coming up for you today. If you're listening to this and you think, I'd have a chat with Steve, if you're into your cycling, recreational cyclists, we want to speak to you. We've got a fair few people lined up at the moment, so the best way to get in touch with us is to DM us on Instagram, velo double underscore 21. That's velo double underscore 21, the account with the blue tick. Send us a message on Instagram and we'll get you added to the list. We'd love to get your point of view and get you on the podcast. So, as I said a little bit earlier on, we've got another exciting episode for you today. And today is a little bit different as we'd like to introduce our two guests. Today we are speaking to it's Hannah and Stephen, the Cycling Appreciation Society. Hello and welcome to the Velodrome Podcast. Hello, hello, hi. Thank you how for having us. Yeah, no problems. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate your time doing this. So, how are you guys? All right. Yeah, we're doing well. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Yourself? Yes, very well. Thank you. And this is a, a first for me actually, which we just spoke about a little bit off air. That it's the first time we've had two people on the other end so it's uh, yeah. a new one for myself as well so it's uh, a little bit we'll different. try not to talk over each other too much <laughs> yeah, good good stuff good stuff so obviously um i like to speak about how we know each other we've never met in person unfortunately but we know each other through the love the love of instagram yeah and that we've as, followed each other yes. for a little while now and obviously you've got the cycling business um Cast the Cycling Appreciation Society, which we will come on to a little bit later on. But first of all, we always like to speak about to our guests about their cycling journey and their experience. So, how did you guys first get into cycling? How did it all start for you? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. I think um, I'll start. Mine's probably a bit of a brief story. Um, I don't really have that kind of cute childhood story to tell. Um, although I had bikes as a kid, um, it was never something that was something I was always interested in. But in my adult life, I think mainly due to the ridiculous two mile car journeys that I was doing commuting to work, um, <laughs> that I definitely just wanted something that was easier and going to save me money. And, you know, getting a bike was a great option. But not only that, my dad um, actually influenced me into more of the road cycling. Me too. Um, and for Stephen as well, yeah, he's he's got a few bikes himself, so he's always been kind of on us, at, you know, come and join us for a ride. And yeah. I think we eventually gave in and and saw the the passion that he had, and he, it kind of rubbed off on us, and we haven't stopped since. I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's uh, for, for me, it's a similar kind of thing towards the end in the fact that it uh, it was uh, Hannah's dad that kind of influenced us into the road cycling aspect of things. Um, I'd never forget the day that I went round uh, to his house and he has a garage full of bikes, so he's cleaning bikes. And I said, hey, guys, let's have a go then. <laughs> um, two strokes on the pedal, I'm halfway down the road. And I said, oh, wow. I need a road bike because I like speed and this one was fast. This so great. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really what got us into the love of road cycling. But for me, um, I've always been into bikes uh, um, in early childhood. I, I remember having a balance bike. Um, I remember my first ever bike was a, uh, a very aluminous green and black suspension bike. And I, <laughs> I got it for Christmas. I absolutely loved it. Um, and then from there on, it was just BMXs, mountain bikes. And in in my teenage years, I was uh, riding a lot of dirt bikes as well. So it was between mountain bikes and dirt bikes. Um, but yeah, I've always loved cycling and the thrill that, that it gives you and the freedom that it gives you. So um, yeah, it was only the later years that we got into road cycling. Yeah. But yeah, it's always been a passion of mine, I think. So you both sort of, started off getting into it together really then rather than like what if you think, did it beforehand and, yeah. yeah so we it, i think it's probably going on three four years now but just before covid um that 
we actually went and purchased our road bikes together. So we, we did get our bikes on the exact same day. Yeah. Um, and that was very quickly after test riding your with dad's my dad bike. yeah yeah, yeah. It, hooks, it hooks you in doesn't it it hooks you in that's it, it. Just, <laughs> just definitely yeah so, so yeah we, i think from then on we just kind of pushed each other to just keep on going and like i said i was using my bike a lot for commuting but uh aside from that we would it i i love solo riding but it's great that we kind of have each other that we can go out on those those rides um and have that you know company as well so yeah good stuff good stuff you mentioned a little bit about motive keeping each other motivated is that what kind of keeps you going forward now as well keeping definitely definitely when we 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 can't help but feel sorry for individuals when you know they're trying to find that motivation and trying to push themselves and and you know everybody at some stage knows how hard it is when they have nobody besides them to try and push to do greater things and move forward mm. and, and it really does help that that there's two of us um, yeah when when you know when somebody's not having a good day or you know sometimes i'm i'm really feeling the ride and Stephen might be or you know vice versa i think it yeah i think it really helps that motivation and to keep us push going you know whoever's at the front is egging each other on to to keep up and usually usually by the end of the ride if we've fueled right and we we've uh we normally end up both on a kind of positive note regardless of how it kind of started yeah there's a lot of emotions in cycling so yeah (laughs) you have a lot of ups and downs throughout your day that's for sure yeah definitely is there a little bit of a competitive edge there or is it just purely motivational (laughs) yeah there is i mean i think yeah. I'm I'm, ve- I'm very competitive, so you know anything that that can be a competition, I'll I'll make it happen. Um, and but... to, I was just going to say, to be honest, I didn't think I was, but looking back at kind of like my childhood years of like in PE, and whenever there was kind of sports involved or you know just silly games, I was you know quite competitive back then. Like I loved that, yeah. but. Yeah, I think you are. I think I think <laughs> we always bounce each off each other in that kind of way, which again helps motivate us. And yeah, helps with goals, doesn't it? Like you know, when we're trying to, uh, that's another thing to keep us motivated. We always kind of, whether it be, um, you know, goals for fitness or mileage and and events, or whether it's just goals to actually meet new people that we've met online with the online cycling community and and get to discover new places and and routes that that people are recommending that that's still a goal of ours in mm-hmm. cycling yeah. so that that definitely motivates us to keep going yeah lovely yeah. lovely so have you got any kind of target mileage that you're aiming for this year or you just kind of ride as and when it's kind of been a nightmare this year to be honest <laughs> okay. um i think we've probably done or got off to a better start last year for sure um this year has just been so busy with with Cass um, mm. and 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 just traveling a lot. Like uh, I, I I don't know if anybody knows, but if you do know us, um, we've been um, in Spain uh, for the past three months, cycling around Spain and 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 doing other types of business. So yeah, yeah, we've had a really busy schedule, um, and we've just come back last month, and and it's just been go 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 from there and and we appreciate everything that's come our way but uh yeah it's very hectic at the same time it has limited the actual cycling cycling miles so (laughs) believe it or not being a cycling business sometimes we haven't been able to get out as much as we would love um but in saying that because you've you know approached us with this question it's now given me uh the ambition and motivation to to set a goal like yeah. I, I would love to hit 5k for this year mm-hmm. um because i've never really had that kind of mileage target goal like i said no. we haven't been riding uh too long you know the past yeah. few years but um I, I, th- I think that's a good start for the year <laughs> i think actually last year we did I think we did around five to six thousand miles, yeah. um, which again for some might not be anything at all, but for us it was a lot. Um, when we first stepped on a road bike, we couldn't do ten miles without gasping. So, wow, yeah, yeah it's, it it was um, it 
you know, we slowly got into it and we loved the whole adventure, the the taking pictures, the slowing down, um, yeah, the yeah. sharing moments on Instagram and, 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 and socializing. So, so it's also not a bit, it hasn't been a big goal of ours to attack 10, 20,000 miles or, yeah. or, uh, go to, uh, any type of racing and stuff like that. It's more about the adventure, but, um, as, as we move through cycling and our adventure, we, we do want to create more goals where we do more long distances mm. we and stuff like, you know, it's... Yeah, I think it's we're just kind of there. finding our feet of what type of cyclists we are as well, you mm-hmm. know, kind of um, the hill climber. I, I, I know I prefer flat routes, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to attack the hills with a bit more you know yeah. fire and determination that i don't want to be stuck somewhere where i have to turn around <laughs> but um Very true, yeah. but yeah yeah it's it's all great great progress so um, do you tend to uh, looking back through your instagrams you you uh steven especially was doing a bit more gravel before as well if you, yeah. do you kind of keep a mix between the two or is it more predominantly road or gravel yeah, what do you tend well, to do I think where we live as well, Oxfordshire countryside, I think we've got a great mixture. So our bikes are kind of solely uh, road, but because of the tyres and, you know, the the things that you can do to kind of adapt um, for terrains, we've uh, been quite lucky to be able to go down a few of those kind of Gravel more roots, gravelly yeah. routes some woodlands on, that we've kind of ended up um put on uh, put, put on 32s and uh and hope for the best it's <laughs> <laughs> basically how, how i say it we, yeah. um, I'm, I'm a very light man myself i think i'm like under 11 stone so um yeah i i kind of get away with not getting too many tire punches so mm. i i get to go over those gravel roads and have some fun on, on that side of things um I mean, it would be a dream to have all types of different bikes to do all the terrains, to be honest. Um, but, you know, money mm-hmm. is always a limitation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, something you mentioned there, Stephen, was, was CAS, um, the Cycling Appreciation Society. So let's start talking about that. Tell us in a nutshell a little bit about CAS. Yeah. Okay. Um, start. <laughs> yeah, I start with the cast. There's so much to talk about. I yeah. never stop talking about it. But um, yeah, we basically it come from a story of when we first started cycling and riding. Um, we found things like limitations and problems straight away. Literally within the first week of cycling, um, we very we quickly realized that a good saddle and maybe a good pet type of clothing might help us feel more comfortable in cycling mm, it's, it's i get rides. the same question all the time when people start cycling they say how can you sit on that small seat or how can i ride for longer without getting burns and stuff mm, you know mm. um and it so so the saddle is really important and so very quickly we realized that we we needed some type of clothing we went shopping we went down to our local shops we went to had a look online and things. Yeah, we're and kind of just browsing, weren't we? Just browsing it's... around. And for, for, for starters, I come from... So business that I had done prior to this was to do with fashion. So I know a lot about design and fashion. So um, when I've been looking around at all these clothing shops, uh, I, I started noticing that, you know, th- these high-priced items that, that should never be that price that high are just ridiculous and then it came down to going into shops and looking at the quality of these high priced items and just finding it absurd that people can charge that much for for, for what i know is just cotton uh, made in a certain type of way um and then there was like you know um you could buy a cheap pair of bib shorts for 10 15 20 pounds and Yes, some like very rarely, but some might last you two, three to five years. I've I've heard those stories, but in in general, you go to a cycling shop, you buy a ten pound pair of bib shorts, you're gonna get tacky, tacky stitches, and you're gonna get stretch it's not materials. Have the right, the right comfort. It was it was kind of about the like Stephen was saying. You know, he's been into design, fashion, and he kind of looks at it with that creative eye whenever mm-hmm. we're kind of looking at this kind of stuff but for me what really brought on 
our uh, the whole, whole idea, Cass yeah. idea was how we came through that era of COVID and the freedom that cycling was giving us at the time of pure hectic chaos and struggle for for many people Mm -hmm. um so we wanted to build this community that could appreciate something that could potentially be a coping strategy that doesn't have to be ridiculously expensive i know the bike being a, a massive cost to many but a lot of people do have you know bikes around and and where we live, we um, uh, we had quite a few bike shops that were kind of donating to key workers and, mm-hmm. you know, all this good stuff going, going on. Um, but then coming back to the clothing, when I did eventually come off from just kind of my casual wear riding um, and needing to invest into some bib shorts that were going to be comfortable and allow us to go on these great adventures and longer rides... Um, the inconvenience of how bib shorts are created are, are, are not specifically ideal for women when thinking about toilet breaks mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just stopping and, you know, all that faff in, in cafes and things. So the deta- the detachable um, backs, if if anyone in cycling has heard of, of those types of bib shorts, that I didn't think they were very well marketed. And if they were, they were at extreme prices like i mean upwards of two three hundred pound in in some places you know um so that really just heightened a a a passion to us creating our what we call now the 365 bib shorts with a seamless um magnetic buckle quick release um, and it's it's just been a game changer for, for and even for even for men. I, yeah, and even for men, you know, it it it's was so much better. Yeah. yeah, it was created in with women in mind, but you know, you've not wore an, another bib short since. Yeah. Um, and same with a you know, bit bias. yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just just being able to kind of have that that idea and the the community that we were building at the time um it just it just all came together quite quickly didn't it it was just it was such a dream like for like we're sitting where we're sitting now and this this is in our office in our bedroom at the same time is our office so we sit here by the computer and we're just brainstorming ideas and 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 just scouring online for for what we was trying to look for, but we couldn't find it. There wasn't high quality, affordable bib shorts. There wasn't, you know, people like, although that they talk about community, it's very detached from the community. And it seems like a sales pitch. When you're bringing out new collections every two months, every three months, that sounds like a sales pitch. You know, we've created cast to not do that. We don't like fast fashion and we want to slow down fast fashion in the best way possible. Now, it's hard for us to to uh, do everything the right way because being a small business we have a lot of limitations in and, and funds to be able to do what we want to do but if yeah. we can grow with Not the community perfect, yeah and, and and we can we can always improve then that's great but we're just here to you know uh, offer a, a, a great community uh, um, a, a great affordable bib shorts and 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 you know the stylish in a stylish way at the same time you know clothing for people of hopefully all sizes and that's somewhere where we do want to you know expand and improve um having uh one of the things i've been talking to Stephen a lot about is having you know bigger models with our clothing because it you know it's not often that you'll see that in the cycling industry or in any fashion industry yeah Yeah. to be honest it is i know that companies and online fashion do like to use uh bigger models and all types of models but um it's still not quite there there's Mm. there's still you know the gap's still there yeah lovely yeah so um let's talk about a couple of the the blog things you're doing like you're saying about the commute building the community within CAS as well. So um, you, I noticed on the website there's some Why We Ride blogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's tell us, tell yeah. us a little bit more about those. 
Um, so yeah, so going on from what we've just been speaking about with the community being one of the biggest highlights of, of CAS and why we are called Cycling Appreciation Society um, was kind of around this, we started this Why We Ride blog um, mainly because, you know, cycling and cyclists, like any group of people in the world at the moment can seem to get categorized into this one size fits all genre and if you're in lycra you're statistically dehumanized on the road and you're you must be cycling for speed and stats and you know if it's um so we have we know that people ride for many reasons um and we just wanted to share those real stories of real people that benefit mentally and physically in life when cycling um so that that's where the whole kind of approach of why we ride came about because although we all share i think the biggest word and and where our kind of slogan and and the you know the caption on our clothing feel the freedom comes from is because i speak to any any cyclist whether it be pro a social rider a solo rider a commuter a commuter the word freedom just always seems to pop up yeah. it always, always seems to you know relate to to all of us so yeah that that's probably where there's something there to be had for the rest of the world and, yeah and and we think that they need to experience it and yeah and you know it's not until you get on the bike that sometimes you can experience something so thrilling and exhilarating that, uh, like mm-hmm. you know some people think we're mad but have they ever ridden the bike i don't know <laughs> so having yeah so having these blogs and stories was just another insight for us to be able to share you know with the community why why we ride and why why we all ride um and whether you have a different riding preference um bike and a different age you know different level of fitness we all have uh very similar reasons to why we ride and and yeah and that's that's just where the appreciation and community really comes comes together Mm -hmm. lovely yeah because you touched on on freedom there and that's something you said like you spoke to a lot of people um and that word comes up a lot obviously i've been speaking to a lot of people on this platform as well the podcast and Mm-hmm. It's come up a lot in this as well, and actually, one of the um, I interviewed uh, Biking Maz, who's one of your ambassadors, isn't she? And then, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, she talked about your brand as well, um, and loving that, you know, in, like you say, that inclusivity for everyone as well, and the, yeah. the, the ethos that your brand has as well, with the ride together but apart saying as well, um, yeah. which is one of the things that I really love as well. That was that was one thing that I think that's how I found you on Instagram, to be honest. Uh-huh, um, was through was through that um yeah. so yeah so for anyone who doesn't know that slogan and and how that's come about um, yeah. through your instagram do you want to talk about a little bit about that as well yeah definitely yeah so uh it's something we're really proud of i think that ride together but apart i remember us brainstorming and having these these ideas of of what we wanted to do with it and what more we have to give yeah, um for it but in, in a nutshell um you know cycling you you say you could say it's it's a very social it's a team sport it's a very strong community culture but it is it is 100 percent all those things but more and more people start out cycling and even continue to enjoy solo rides and that's absolutely great i love i love that you know people can get out there on their bike and have those those mindful moments of you know riding with the landscape and just just being in that moment um so creating the ride together but apart was just to be that community for solo cyclists um you know again with that inclusivity in mind regardless of age level riding preference you know if you're on two wheels we support you and Mm -hmm. that that is in a nutshell what we wanted it to all be about yeah. yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Because I'd seen it's it's all kind of kicked off, didn't it? The uh, early um, late June, wasn't it, with the the idea of riding on a certain day, as you say, yeah. ride riding together. Yeah. Um, so apart, it, so it's changed it. and adapted, hasn't it, yeah. over the time? We kind of 
we we started off in a place where we wanted to really be on that other side of people thinking that we are there and we are out riding with them so that's that's where we had the kind of same day the same time um trying to make it you know even if you're going out solo if you're here at this time we all are um and and that that was a great great start to how we were building it but we didn't realistically look at how it would necessarily work and you know sometimes we just found that it it wasn't always the right time for people you know people have got very busy lives very different lives i work shifts so my work's kind of all over the place as well it actually came so, from um, a few a few messages and a couple from our ambassadors to, yeah. to basically say like you know we can't be about it this time what would what do you think about expanding it to the whole weekend and and then then it then we had conversations of what about just doing it all the time and just having that huge community where people always riding together with a part and they can come to this safe place or a cool place to come and talk to us and we always say yeah be a part of something we always Mm -hmm. say our dms are always open we're here to speak to anybody that needs some advice or wants to reach out to us for any reason Mm. and and that's that's all we want to do is we want to be here to grow and to help and Mm -hmm. this is all a a learning journey for us too you know we're not um like we've already told you our kind of bit of our background that we're not um pro cyclists that have that know the ins and outs of everything and we we are slowly learning a lot from just the community and and you know people that we're around and we're all learning from each other i think it's it's been a great way to connect um with all sorts of people from cycling hasn't it and yeah definitely like the whole instagram thing um even before Cass was born i think i was like posting cycling uh, and uh pictures and stuff and it just it just got such a good response and for everybody that's in cycling and I know even out of cycling people were asking you like where are you going where are these places you know yeah. and this is on our doorstep and these are people that live around the same areas of where yeah. we're riding and we're like you know this this is what happens when road. you yeah. when you get on a bike and actually explore places instead of in a car or you know public transport and things so yeah it really yeah, it, kicked off with yeah. one one thing i've thought of before was when whenever you're on a bike you always know the landscape better than any other way like i always feel like if you're in the car you just tend to shoot past it you're doing it obviously that little bit slower and you can see everything around you and also you find the gradients as well as in you know we've might have driven up a road a hundred times and then you ride up it and then you realize how (laughs) uphill it is and you're like, God, I never knew it was like this. And so you, yeah. you really learn the contours of where you are oh, as well. Man, and, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah it's, that's very true. That is it's very brilliant true. for that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So we shortly you, you'll be starting off a, a community hub as well, yeah. which um, is something <coughs> we're obviously as Velo 21 getting involved with as well. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, good stuff. So let's talk about that a little bit as well, please. Yeah, so the community hubs actually, believe it or not, been something we've kind of been developing and working on since the very beginning of CAS, mm-hmm. um, just not yet even kind of released, but it is slowly been something that we are um, growing behind the scenes and without giving too much away, but of course wanting to reveal the amazing benefits that will help our cycling community mm-hmm. is it's essentially a hub to make cycling more accessible for everyone um like we talk about our ethos of of of, uh quality and um affordability and practical uh kit for cycling we wanted this hub to um be a way to for us to partner with brands and businesses in the industry that align with our values and that actually want to support the growth of more people getting on their bikes um, and how we can make that financially easier. Um, so yeah, so essentially our, our hub members will will join us for um, no extra fees or, or costs. No. 
but they will become a part of this community that will be able to get access to exclusive um, rewards, benefits, uh, deals, and you know all kinds of brands, not just materialistic things that are needed in cycling, because there are a lot of things that you could say that people will need. Um, one being, of course, bike maintenance like yourself Velo we know how important it is to keep our bikes clean mm-hmm. um so that in itself is a definite for for a cyclist of any every yeah. every preference i think um but just the the safety uh aspect of cycling as well having having a, a hub that people can kind of research and understand a little bit more about um, what options they have for insurances or um, bike locks or, you know, the infrastructure around their areas and workplaces with uh, good cycling facilities. Uh, so it's all stuff that we're kind of working on in the background to make this work for the, the community and and really, you know, benefit everyone. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, it's, it's somewhere like you you're saying you touched on like kind of bike maintenance and things like that it's it's the knowledge isn't it you know if you come yeah. together it's absorbing everybody's knowledge and then putting that out for everyone to use is then just helps everybody out then doesn't it so yeah, yeah that sounds absolutely fantastic that does that's yeah. really really good stuff awesome so, um i've seen a lot about with your branding as well that you do a lot about with mental well-being as well do you feel this is important for yourselves A hundred percent, you know, in business, like you probably know as well, Steve, that, you know, things can get very overwhelming. Um, uh, You've got a, for anyone, even everyday lives, you've got work, you've got family commitments. There's, there's a lot that we have to manage, you know, time, time constraints and things like that. So our mental well-being sometimes is, you know, at the back of the list of people's priorities to look after because so much else is is there um so uh we're big advocates for kind of looking after our mind and body so with cycling like you know it's it's one of those activities that 100 percent benefits um both of those areas uh i've i've got first-hand experience in mental health as well working in the nhs so um that gives me a lot of background and and passion to want to you know advocate and support this more Mm -hmm. we've also been in kind of conversations about having a more um some some way to support support our local mental health charities whether it be through our um our purchases and and you know donations it's something that we are talking about doing more of so yeah i definitely say it's something extremely important for us i think that cycling in itself is such a cure in in many ways there are days that you really don't want to go out as a cyclist um um, because you're having a bad day and you just really don't want to go out whether it's sunshine or not but when you do you can never regret a ride it's it's almost always just a bliss time to think about your actions and and just have some time and space especially if you're a solo cyclist to reflect on you know everything that's going on and i think this is the biggest problem with everything that's going on at the moment in the world is that nobody has no headspace nobody has time to think uh, they, you know they've got a hundred jobs to do like myself and and there are only a few ways that you can escape from that and and you know uh hobbies and sports and and stuff like that is a very good way to to heal those emotions um yeah brilliant yeah um like again a lot of people have spoken about this on the podcast that they're, they're kind of like a few pedal strokes down down the road and it's like the the weight's lifted almost that it does get get you in that zone that you've got that mental clarity and what you've just yeah. said there i've never thought of it this way but I've, I've always thought this as well i've never regretted a ride yeah, yeah. You know, you you go out really and, and you just yeah. you just feel better for it. You know, yeah. so yeah, I've, uh, you know, you kind of dig yourself, dig a bit deep, and think, yeah, I will go because you you yeah. won't regret it. I'll always think of that now. That's uh, a good way yeah. of thinking yeah, of it. That's then. great. That's great. Yeah. Awesome, man. <laughs> Lovely. So you've recently going back to Cass a little bit again now. Um, you've recently launched um, your summer kits 
Um, is yes. there anything else yep. in the pipeline at the moment? <laughs> well, well, well. Can you, not, can you not talk about it? Is it like... <laughs> You know, we don't want to give too much away, like okay. we, like I've said. Um, but of course, you know, as a cycling brand, clothing brand, we're we're always looking to expand. But um, mm-hmm. just touching on that point of we we want to do it differently. We we want to limit fast fashion. We 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 see that brands can bring out multiple options and sometimes i find it quite overwhelming to to even choose between certain items so with Cass, we we really wanted to to dig down deep and and make the stuff that we bring out practical and and versatile and actually mean something um and in doing so we we've actually had the idea that we will only be releasing two releases per year okay. um, two and two yeah. collections per year Whether and we've not completely confirmed on dates but that will be a kind of summer launch and our and our winter launch mm-hmm. um, but also in saying that our 365 bib shorts are inevitably going to be something that are around for a, a long time and, mm-hmm. and whether we have adaptions and changes being made uh, along the way as we learn and develop as a company mm-hmm. um, the whole ethos of us not bringing out too much at once will always align with Cass and, and we listen to our to our audience and our customers as well and our ambassadors we have many great people in our community that have given us the most amazing feedback mm-hmm. um, one just being the fact that we have a talk going back to how I was speaking about the buckle and the the seamless um, release there for women the the actual seam line of our our bib shorts is much lower than uh, some other regular cycling shorts that we've seen and with that it brings comfort around kind of like the belly waist area again amazing for men but also thinking about women and our changing bodies throughout the month you know we we fluctuate in size Don't I know it. <laughs> and mood um throughout the month so so that that was another another crucial design aspect for comfort on the bike for us um but yeah of course you know new things it, it you know we've had talks about gilets and you know socks was were something massive that we yeah, always wanted to bring out we, we love socks. a good pair of socks I love a good um, hat. and yeah steve steven's very keen on on hats when cycling i, I don't often it's, wear a it's, hat it's but... very strange because i never knew this but when cycling in the summer uh you you sweat a lot right so mm. you know sweat gets in your eyes and when you're riding fast then it's it's hard to keep moving that sweat away but uh especially when you with wear sun hat, cream as well <laughs> depending on the hat if you wear a good hat that can ventilate you, it actually keeps the sweat in and yeah keeps so you cooler, cooler. You so know, i actually less... wear hats a lot in the summer which yeah. i never knew was a thing so that's something that we definitely thought about um moving forward with with um new stuff but mm. we most importantly we want to make things uh very practical we don't want to just bring out something that everybody's doing and then just add on top of the big heap of pile of waste or products that everybody's bringing out mm. um we want to we want there always to have a, a reason, a reason of, for a kind it of to work yeah. some functionality that everybody yeah. can use um i know you, we look like a, a typical road cycling fashion brand but that's not where we're going we're, no, we're, we're yeah. looking to expand that's and quite we another... want everybody to be uh in, included so that's a good good point to make actually because uh you know it does look very fitting um cast wear and like steven said kind of road cyclist uh esque but again with that inclusivity we do have some collections in mind for um a very different style of riding put it that way you know for comfort and that practical coming back into mind and just going on uh speaking on the fashion side of things we you know before Cass um came alive and and people can purchase these products um we spent the best part of just over a year 
um, trying on, uh, you know, so many bib shorts, so many types of um, brands and just figuring out what everybody's doing, what we can do to maybe make it better or make sure that the quality is right. And yeah, we spent a long time getting this right. Um, and I know out there, just personally, um, myself and, and, and hearing from others, I don't think there is a better buckle out there, a magnetic buckle out there that, that people, um, or, and especially women can utilize for a bib short. And I know it's not everybody's taste, um, but I know there are a lot of people to benefit from that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot going on and <laughs> we're thinking about a lot of things. But again, at the same time, we, we want to make it practical. We don't want to be fast fashion. So it will take time. Um, but I hope you guys can hang on and, and keep supporting us. Yeah, which, keep supporting it and we keep pleasing the crowd, you know? <laughs> Lovely. Perfect. Thank you very much. So I've also seen on your Instagram, Stephen, that you've recently become... The first UK ambassador for Elves Bikes, which is yep. fantastic news, isn't it? That's, uh, yeah, that's brilliant. absolutely. So do you want to talk about those guys a little bit as well? Yeah, so I, I was on the hunt for a bike like we all are. Um, all the time. Just it, <laughs> like generally speaking, looking for a partnership as well with, with, um, with brands in cycling. So um, I kind of just had the thought of, you know, what if I could speak to somebody um, or, or a business in in the bike building industry where they can build me a bike and 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 basically help me walk home with with a dream um, and so I kind of uh, reached out to a few brands and I got speaking to them and Alves was one of them and and we just hit it off from the start that th these guys um, are so so nice and genuine um, you know, I, I couldn't ask for a, a, a better experience. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better experience when when looking for a bike and looking for advice. Um, and uh, Simon, who I now call Bike Dad, is actually the guy that <laughs> builds the bikes down at Alves. Um, and yeah, he taught me so much in, in, in the few months that I was looking. Um, I mean, apart from this whole idea with Cass, where we just jumped straight into it, um, in the sense of we just as soon as we came up with the name Cass and what it stood for we we were so just indulged like we just couldn't sleep for, for weeks we was just trying to get stuff done and just we knew we had something that could be great for everyone and it, the same, I had the same kind of feeling when um, creating this partnership with these guys and, and thinking about what bikes I wanted and I, I would even speak to them about looking at other bikes like I was looking at a giant bike I was looking at a canyon bike I was looking at everything from where they're made to how they're made and and how much they cost you know um, question. <laughs> yeah so from that we kind of just built this relationship and partnership where I would become an ambassador for them and I would help support them and they would help support me again just working together mm -hmm. um, which and not to sorry just but in there that their ethos and values are very much aligned with Cass when we when we spoke more it wasn't just this great partnership with Stephen and and having him as the first UK ambassador mm -hmm. which was absolutely incredible and he couldn't have asked for you know a better um team to be working with than Alps Bikes UK um but we we actually went up and and met them in person to you know collect the bike as you may have seen on some of the videos youtube videos and things mm -hmm. and we continued our conversations that we'd been having for for months wasn't it that um and just realized how how much that we just clicked and worked together as as businesses mm -hmm. so simon bike dad has uh had a bike maintenance business before that like you is that yeah. what it is you yeah. know yeah so he's got his own workshop um, and Alves Bikes UK came out of that um, where he now, you know, they build build the bikes and you just got such a great customer experience with them, didn't you? And the yeah, personalized... that, was it. that was what sealed the deal at the end of the day. Apart from the fact that I, I remember the day that I chose where I was going to go and I had 
I had 10 bikes in front of me and this was purely just for the looks and I was looking at all these frames and it was like which one do I choose and at this point money started to not become a factor because I just wanted my dream bike mm -hmm. so you know I'm looking at all these bikes and I really did just like I the, the the whole relationship I had with Alves definitely won me over but I really did feel like Alves bikes frame was in the top two and I I, I just how could I not go with this relationship that we had created and 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 soon as I got the bike and put my eyes on it I had the custom paint job I had everything that I wanted it was just the most incredible feeling I've ever had in my life it was yeah. and still just having that ongoing connection with them after yeah. buying the bike you know if you bought a bike from a top main brand you buy it and and that's that you're not going to hear from anybody from canyon or sorry to name drop but you know uh, <laughs> it's true, it's true um, that's true 100 yeah. percent. you know yeah so it was that like you just said sealed the deal with having that mm -hmm. you know experience and, and they're always there at the you know at the end and of the also line. i'd like to just you know wherever i can help in in myself because this brand deal was for myself personally um um wherever i can help in the sense of growing uh business and helping other brands vice versa uh, i'm always i'm always there yeah, for that like yeah, you know they're they they they're a small um brand alves are a big brand it, like worldwide but in in each country they're distributing these bikes um they're slowly moving over to the um the west and and everything's growing for them and i like to see that i like to see small brands growing so i support that every step of the way good stuff that's fantastic good stuff so we've got some questions that we ask all of the guests um so we'll we'll wrap up with those few now are you guys calf stop cyclists a hundred percent. If there's not a calf stop on the route, then I don't think I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Hannah's going, yeah. Sometimes we like, we like riding and we get an hour. I, I said that, that for, like, when we first started cycling, I said, unless we can cycle an hour, an hour long, however, however far that takes us, we can't go to a coffee shop. <laughs> You know, um, that didn't last very long. It didn't last very long when you're 20 minutes in you and you need some fuel. A um, stop. <laughs> but yeah, there's like there, there's times where I'm I'm pushing the pedal. I feel really good. I don't want to stop. The, the the journey's only two hours. Let's get it done. Um, and that sometimes happens. But um, it's always more fun when you stop off and have a coffee and bump into a few more cyclists and <laughs> yeah, have so a little chat. What what are you having when you're stopping then? Uh, I'm, Ooh, a, uh, I'm a little bit fancy. It, well, we'll leave Stevens for next. <laughs> He's a bit fancy, but I'm I'm a oat milk latte kind of girl. Okay. So just a standard latte, but with oat milk. Yeah. What you, I what always you want to say, like I feel like I'm used to saying it in Spanish so much at the moment, and it's a tongue twister. But I won't say it now. But um, I just go for a vanilla oat latte. Um, I like a little bit of sweetener in my in my coffees i never used to be a big coffee fan until i started cycling and yeah, then i wanted to fit in so yeah, yeah. You know, that's the other side of things so the cycling hooks you in and then the coffee starts drawing you as well <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how he does it but it just does yeah so we've this one's for hannah then now because we've just spoke about steven's one um dream yeah. bike money no object oh do you know this is such a difficult question um uh, oh, i i don't i i don't have believe it or not a dream bike that really comes to mind you know i but to be honest to i'd love to get something unique kind of like how steven has come about his bike um to have something that's not just just everywhere i like to be a little bit different so you know to have something unique custom built um a nice di like different paint job like that would be awesome even if like if it was women specific frame as well like the live you um, know the live yeah. bikes are doing doing a great great job i mm -hmm. i admire a few of our cyclist friends with with those bikes mm -hmm. um Caroline. but but yeah Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah the the premium quality of of the alves for laugh 
Evo, the bike, the bike that Stephen's just got. I just, I can't stop looking at it as well. To be honest, with having it in the house, it's um, <laughs> it's a bit distracting. So I think I'd have to go with something, something like that, something custom, something custom, something built yeah, to I me. Think... I, I do also love the look of kind of is it is it ribble? Uh, no, like a more of like a gravel sort of endurance kind of ride. Yeah. Um, there's many brands oh, that do yeah. that. But yeah, sorry, sorry, Steve, this was a this was a hard question. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what? Because there is so many great brands out there and so many yeah. different things. And like you say, the, the dream one is perhaps quite difficult to to yeah. pick down to pinpoint. But a lot of people have said the custom thing as well. That's one thing that like oh the custom page up. So it's not off the shelf. So you're not going to spend yeah. x yeah. amount of thousands of pounds and then ride down the road and see another one coming the other way. Um, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. which you know, with some of the top top brands, should we say? Um, I've had people yeah. say, "Oh, I went to Mallorca and it was the only bike you saw out there," kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which would be a bit frustrating if you'd spent a, a pretty yeah. penny on it, and, every, yeah, exactly. and everybody's yeah. out there on exactly. the same. That's my bike. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting <laughs> as well because I I hadn't thought really about custom bikes much before I was like I let it dwell on me that I wanted a new bike and I, I let it sit for a few months because I didn't want to just go out and and buy the wrong thing um and yeah it was I kind of always just thought about going to the shop buying a bike from the shop um straight out of the box and maybe even getting them to build it for me um but I just I never really thought about the custom brands until I actually started looking and that's where that I feel like there's there's really a gap there for these um, you know these small businesses to come out of the limelight and and shine and and take over because when you know um, you know where bikes are being made from as we all know most are made from China and coming from similar if not the same factories the exact same carbon fiber the exact same finish how can you go from charging you know uh, five thousand pound a frame down to one thousand pounds of frame where's the the, the ethics in how much it costs mm. for you to make that and how much you're going to charge on top you know exactly. it's and it's it's the same thing and we all know this with the big cats it's the same thing with all brands across the whole wide world as soon as you turn into a big cat the prices go skyrocketing and it's just not fair really i i, I really don't stand for that stuff yeah. and so anything where i'm i can save money and and also get good quality because that's another big thing for me is is top quality products um and and that's what i look for really yeah and that um the customer service experience i would say it would be way up there with it so when having a custom build i assume that it will be very personalized and very um good communication and and that customer experience mm -hmm. over buying a bike that's already you know on the shop and and a product online you know and you just well, kind of get it but just going off that you I lost my trailer fort, sorry. You lost your trailer fort. <laughs> You've done very well. But I was going to say, uh, on that, our first two bikes were, our first two road bikes, I think was in 2021 or 2020, when, and we had got, got them straight from the shop. And we were so excited to get that we test rode these bikes. Oh, that's what I was um, And they were the only cubes that, that were in this shop at the time. And we wanted them. One, mine was a bit too big for me. It was a 58 size frame. Hannah's was a 56, arguably a little bit too big for her. Um, and we just took them off the shelves. They, they were they were also, they were already built. We had already test rode them. So people could have already test rode them before. We literally just took them off the rack and took them home. Mm. So mm -hmm. it was one of those quick spare of the moment things. And until you get home, you realize, oh, wait, what about the main maintenance, mm. the aftercare, the warranty, the insurance, the rest of that. and And that's something that I got with Alves um, Bikes mm. UK as well, which I was really pleased with. So plugging them in again, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good I stuff. think I was just going to say that yes. that local customer experience, like it, if I didn't go for that whole custom build, you mm -hmm. know, just being able to buy from someone small and local and, you know, know that I can kind of go back to them with any kind of issues or concerns is is what's really important for me i think yeah good stuff like like you say that that 
um, community thing again behind it, isn't it? Yeah. Really, that you know that you've you've purchased and spent potentially quite a lot of money with with someone, and you want that aftercare and that service. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. you want to know all the ins and outs of it, and if you do have any issues, you know, you've got somewhere you can take it to, which is so so yeah. important, isn't it? Definitely. As well, so exactly. yeah. good stuff. So if we could pop you anywhere in the world right now to go riding, where would you go? <gasps> Oh, wow. Anywhere in the world. Um, it's coming with the hard questions. <laughs> yes, <straight away. laughs> I mean, there's so many on the bucket list right now yeah, because I don't know. Places to go. Obviously, you may know that me and Stephen have only just, and for many, I don't think many people have, but we've only just gone on our first ever abroad cycling trip to Spain, which was absolutely incredible and highly recommend mm-hmm. um but now we've done it we've we've got the we've got the urge the we've bug. got we've got the bug that's mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got the bug and yeah. we know how it, it was so easy. simple it can be yeah, yeah it was it's so just, easy it's just another uh, thing pack the bo- um the bikes in the boxes and, so and just but... drop them off just like you do your suitcases yeah. when you go on holiday you know so in terms of places like a uh, europe in general is just up there italy um comes to top of my mind the lake garda just beautiful scenic places um i know is it slovenia um teddy pogacha's from Mm -hmm. it's somewhere that's up kind of up and coming people a lot more people are looking into cycling like it's a beautiful country so um yeah stephen any more i think um i would like to well, my first thought when I uh, asked this question was ne- the Netherlands because it's so flat <laughs> and smooth and we know a lot of Dutch cyclist friends so we would love yeah. to go and meet them and go out for a ride. Um, but I'm, I'm also, even though I tell myself I hate hills and mountains, I actually love them and I love to attack them and and get the to the top of them the, because the, climb and the, the, views. The, the views when you reach the top of a mountain or hill every single time without a doubt uh just the uh, pain what, can just go away yeah it's always <laughs> worth it so <laughs> if you're ever struggling at the top of a hill or at the in the middle of a hill make sure you make it to the top because it's worth it <laughs> but um yeah, I think Netherlands would probably be my go-to. Like Hannah said, Italy is definitely um, soon on our bucket list. Um, but for now, I think this year, we're just trying to get to as many places as we can in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've just come back from Wales. Uh, that was absolutely immense. Yeah. Um, Amazing. And you're, yeah. Also, you're also off to Scotland for the Worlds, aren't you, as well? That was one thing we wanted to yeah. have a quick yeah. chat to you about as well. So, um when, when are you going there? That's it's August, isn't it? That yeah. So the world, the UCI World Championships are in Scotland in August. So I think it's running from around the second of August right up until about the thirteenth. I, I think it's say, yeah, the, two weeks. Yeah. I think um, Sunday the thirteenth is the last day. I think that's the last yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, on that Sunday. Um, so yeah, we we are still very much in the process of booking everything because again we're cycling. It is I don't see it as hassle. It is it is easy enough to do when you know how, but there is a lot that comes with a trip mm-hmm. with cycling and knowing the transport we're going to get and how we're packing and yeah. where it's we're staying and you know just having that that routine and kind of itinerary of organization that all that good stuff that I love. Um, so, so yeah, the the World Championships in Scotland. We've never been to Scotland either. I'm so sad that I I can say that because it's such a beautiful place. Um, and we did actually have a trip planned to Inverness uh, a year or so ago, ago, but it kind of fell through because of a a car fault and no other means of transport and things. But yeah. All is well. The worlds are coming, and we're really looking at kind of the start of August, maybe the the fourth, mm-hmm. um, which is when the mountain bike downhill um, event will be on. So there's there is indoor cycling, there's BMX, there's mountain bikes, um, track and paracycling going on, um, and a majority of it being kind of in Glasgow way. However, the mountain bike downhill that we're looking at 
is up more uh, in the Nevis Nevis range, mm-hmm. so Nevis. so nearer kind of. Uh, I think it's Fort Williams, uh, Inverness okay. sort of way. Yeah. So that that's the plan. We're hoping to head somewhere somewhere near the lock. Yeah. And get to see some really cool events for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Yeah. It's. I've been to scotland but i've never ridden in scotland and like you say there's some lovely hills some fantastic scenery there as well so there's there's a lot of places you can explore in the uk and again myself i've cycled for about 11 years now and i probably haven't done enough within the uk itself as well because there's some lovely lovely places to visit in here in within our own country you know so yeah uh, yeah. that's the thing isn't it there's so many places you can put on the bucket list to go abroad but just within the UK, yeah. I could write out a whole List. like book yeah. full yeah. of yeah of places to plan to go because you know by bike like we know that it's the best way to explore a city and uh, and when, even when the we rural went areas. Somewhere the other day, we just before we went to Wales, we were cycling somewhere, um, and we went down this cycle um, track that we'd never been down before, and it went on for miles, and it was just like wow like this is five minutes away from me i've i've rode so many roads around here but i've never seen this way Mm. and 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 that's the beauty of cycling you're always finding new roads new adventures and i always say there's there's a lot of time when you're cycling uh, as a couple and i can imagine as a team also that somebody takes the wrong turn and you 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 go off beaten track and you know, it can be stressful when you're tired and you've already done 40, 50 miles and you're far out from home. Um, but you just got to see the adventure. It's your cycling, you know, there, there might be a time limit. You might be training, but at the same time, you just want to enjoy it. And if you do get lost, just straight away, think to yourself, this is an adventure. Let's find our way back. If your Wahoo or your Garmin don't want to play ball, and you know just have some fun and those are the best times of cycling when when you don't know where you're going this is kind of how we started off and we based our cycling routes on just doing going anywhere just doing anything yeah yeah. And yeah i think that feeling the freedom that's it feeling the freedom that's it brilliant good stuff good stuff so we've obviously talked a lot about cas and one thing we didn't touch on actually was uh the website and how do you actually purchase do you want to give the, the website a shout out while we're, while we're on here of course thank you so much for reminding us Steve. <laughs> but, um yeah so cycling appreciation society.com it is a very lengthy uh website but that is it it's unique and that is our name we are www.cyclingappreciationsociety.com and that's right. where you can find all our blogs and all upcoming news of the cast hub and what's to come um, in the future for CAS and all of our new products and partnerships. And obviously another um, great way if, if people that are listening aren't following you on Instagram as yep. well because you, you find out all the news on there as well, don't you? So what's uh, what's your Instagram 100%. handle? So Instagram, um, again, Cycling Appreciation Society, but also you can search CAS for short, so C-A-S, um, and that should come up at the top. Um, with our black and white logo and Cycling Appreciation Society. We use Instagram the most as our social media, mm-hmm. but we are also on the best, the best, <laughs> the best communities. Um, but we do also put all of our links to our websites um, on Instagram and on our Facebook. Um, we're also on TikTok and that is HelloCass underscore limited. Lovely. So I think we've come to the end of our little chat and I really appreciate your time. Um, I'd like to say as well, I love what you're doing, guys, as well. It's absolutely fantastic. So obviously, if you're looking for an affordable cycling brand made by cyclists as well, which is I find really important as well. So because you understand what we need as cyclists as well. And obviously all the reasons that they've touched on as we've gone across the podcast. So you should be really proud of the work you've done, guys. It's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problems. It's been great connecting with you and everything that you're doing in the the cycling industry with the podcast, with your products. Um, You know, kudos to you. It's been been great meeting you. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Well, it was absolutely brilliant talking to Hannah and Steve there. 
I love what they're doing with their clothing brand. It is so much more than just a cycling clothing brand. It really embodies the spirit and the community of cycling um, from the Wiry Ride, the taglines that they use. Everything about that business is just brilliant, absolutely fantastic. And more importantly, it's a small UK business, so you're not buying from these big chains who don't give a damn who you are you know they appreciate every single customer as i'm a small uk business as well i understand exactly where they're coming from and you you recognize the names and you're thankful to those people that are buying your products it's brilliant just get involved with them obviously as we talked about along the way in the podcast that it's the cycling appreciation society so if you search for them in google you'll find their website Importantly, if you search for them on Instagram as well, search CAS, C-A-S, and you'll find them on Instagram as you'll get most of the updates that you need for any new product launches or what's going on with them. And also, it's just a great cycling account to follow. So if you're a cyclist, which I'm pretty sure you are if you're listening to this, give them a follow, as simple as. Show your support. It'll really help them out. So... Yeah, I commend everything that Stephen and Hannah are doing. It's absolutely brilliant. So you should get involved with it as well. Something else I will just touch on as well was um, someone who had a mention within the podcast that when Hannah was talking about her dream bike, Caroline had a mention. And Caroline V is a Velo 21 ambassador. So if you're after a little bit of discount on your next purchase from Velo 21, if you search for Caroline V Life, on Instagram you can see the links in her bio to get a little bit of discount off Velo 21 so even better that's just a thanks for listening to the podcast so if you've got this far you know about another discount code for Velo 21 so once again I thank you for listening I thank Stephen and Hannah for their time recording the podcast I really do appreciate it guys you're great coming on I've been Steve, the fellow 21 guy. Take care and I'll see you soon.